Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 hello you this is a compilation episode of Is This Enough the game show podcast that is as excellent as it is brilliant we're currently on hiatus while we recover from a summer of Edinburgh, agent wrangling, exhaustion, instability and admin. We hope you enjoyed this episode and know that from next week, normal service will be resumed. We're cooking up a storm, we've got a couple of episodes in the can and we're going to spread them all over your toast. As always, you can play along at home and send your answers to us at isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com and give us a follow at isthisenoughpod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. So sit back, relax and enjoy as responsibly as possible this fantastic compilation episode of Is This Enough? Mmm, 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 that's good content. Is this enough? With James O'Donoghue and David Hall. I would like to invite you to play a game of who said this? Liz Truss or a big red bus? <laughs> who said this? Liz Truss. Red bus. David. Maintaining confidence in international trade will be critical to the border to the broader economic recovery in the post COVID nineteen world. Who said this? Was that Liz Truss or a big old red bus? Now the interesting thing about this is that both Liz Truss and a big red bus have said a lot of lies on using their means of communication. Yeah. So. Uh, that's very difficult. I'm going to suggest that that was Liz Truss. LT. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That is correct. Hooray! David. How many that... points is this round worth, by the way? Quick question. Well, there's a lot that's gone into it. So that that one was worth five points. <laughs> okay. uh, but it's going to reflect. Or is it the in intricacies of it, it, the? It, it, don't worry. The it don't to quote my grandpa. Don't worry about the points on the game. Is this enough? Is he a keen hey, fan of this podcast that we're recording the first episode of already? He's in the room with me right now. Come on down! It's weird because he died 20 years ago. Keep it light! Keep it light! Do, do, David! Do. <laughs> yes. I'm very concerned that a lot of our land is being taken up with solar farms. Who could have said that? 
I don't think a bus is going to say, I'm concerned. It's going to say, like, just hateful statements. Whereas that yeah. is a stupid statement, but it's prefaced with, like, me personally. Um, I'm going to go with Liz, Liz Truss, LT. LT. Congrats, David. That was correct. You have won 10 points. Hooray! Taking... Um, and now I'm on 35. You're on 610. David. Yes. Please wait while we regulate the service. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I was in Bristol and I was walking back from work and... I walked near a bus, near the big Listen to this nerd with a job. Yeah. And uh, I heard a bus go, please move away from the bus. There is a bomb on the bus. Like an automated voice. And it was like quite a hot day. So there was a bus driver there with the window open. And I was like, I looked at the bus and he just took his (laughs) head out the window and went, sorry, don't worry. I just hit the button with my knee. And then carried on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, why would you put that button close to your knee? Because if I thought there was a bomb on the bus, I'd want to hit the button in the easiest point to getting off the bus. But it being near your knee, that's a bad bit of bus design. I don't know, because you need to... It might just be like a you kneecap the dashboard and then leg it. Do you, or do they expect them to go down with the bus like the captain of a ship? You can just hear there's one dude with an acoustic guitar playing My Country is to Thee at the <laughs> Keep it light. I think that was a big red bus, James O'Donoghue. David, that was indeed a big red bus. That's 20 I'm points there. Nailing this round. This is great. Um, I'm a big old fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> It is a bus. That is 40 points. David, I love... I love pizza and will do anything for a slice. Who said that? Let's trust her a big red bus. It's got to be... <laughs> I'm just basing this off the idea that Liz Truss uh, eats food. Buses don't. I'm going to say Liz Truss, but tell me I'm wrong. There we go. That was a further 160 points. Well done. Oh, nice. And then um, last one. I believe one of the main roles of government is to keep our uh, economy free and fair. Also, ding, ding, all change. (laughs) <laughs> Big red bus. I don't know. Let's trust the ding ding or change. That was unfortunately Liz Bruss. But oh no. Here's an extra hundo for your troubles. Alright, this is Danny Dyer phoning in to say I love this podcast. If you don't like it, you're a ponce.
with a P. Alright? Need to look with a P, otherwise it's actionable. Alright? Round three is called Whose Hoot is Whose? Whose yes! Hoot is Whose? Hoot, 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 hoot. Uh, James, I'm going to play you three owls. You just have to tell me whose hoot is whose. Owl number one. <coughs> whose hoot is whose? Um, Would you like to hear it again? That's like a tiny elephant. Tiny elephants um, are not owls. Is it owl? Is it a tawny owl? It is a tawny owl! Oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> this is for 100 points per owl. That's amazing! Oh my god! I am absolutely blown away that you got a tawny owl. That is owl. the one... That is the one type of owl that I know. I hope you know three more types of owls. Oh boy, I'm fucked. <laughs> owl number two. <coughs> owl number two for you there. <coughs> it's that. It's a ho- that's a horrendous noise, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me flashbacks. <laughs> um, is it the call of the midnight owl? <laughs> you think it's the midnight owl? You think this is it? Is a midnight owl? Yes. A real head turner. <laughs> that is the barn owl. You get no points there. Oh, no. Have you just suddenly remembered another type of owl, you know? Uh, the barn owl. <laughs> That's it. I know two owls. Congratulations. Um, owl number three. Piglet, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> owl number three. Piglet, you're a fuckwit. What kind of owl is owl number three? Piglet, you're a um, fuckwit. <laughs> is that the owl from Winnie the Pooh? It is the owl from Winnie the Pooh. Coffee? Piglet, you're a fuckwit. Yes. Wow, you're really good at owls, except for the barn owl. Fair. So you're, wow, that's another hundred points to you there. That's good. That's two hundo, mate. <laughs> it's like you're going to get a whole lot of cheese. Woohoo! <laughs> Okay, and your final owl is owl number four. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. Owl uh, number four. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. It's an Aussie owl. It's... It is an Aussie owl. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. Now, I know this isn't it. This isn't... This won't work with the answer of the joke that you're going for. But... It's been in my head since we started this round. Is it Al Pacino? It's not Al Pacino, but you're not far off. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. Is it Al Lister Beckett King? <laughs> it's not Al Lister Beckett King. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. 
David. Who's who is 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 who? It's Alf Stewart from Home and Away. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. <laughs> I knew it. I had I had the spotlight actors directory up there and then. Oh, David, I feel a fool. You are a fool. Hello. I have a bad impression of Michael Caine. And let me tell you that you'll never hear a bad impression of Michael Caine on this podcast. Apart from right now, alright? Not a lot of people know this. It's a bad impression. That's why I said this instead of that. I said I wouldn't do a bad impression of Michael Caine. And I had. I'll let you down. This round is called One Star IMDb Film Reviews. Yes. Each of these is worth 100 points. I've got four of them for you. One of my favourite things in the world is reading one-star reviews for highly critically acclaimed movies on IMDb. So be aware that all of these films have been rated highly. Your first one. This is the review. How do you hypnotise millions of film goers into a quasi-psychotic state in which they honestly believe that they have seen something when they are just watching high school kids masturbate? Which film could that be a one-star IMDb film review of? High school kids having a wank. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They teach him that that young now. I had to get an MA before I could do that. <laughs> Masturbating award. That, 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 that. What film could that be? Is it... Is it the Twilight series? It is not. That is a one-star review of the hit film Star Wars A New Hope. What? <laughs> <laughs> How do you uh, how do you hypnotize millions of film goers into a quasi psychotic state in which they honestly believe that they've seen something when they are just watching high school kids masturbate? That is what somebody thought their review was the best review of Star Wars. I <laughs> think they've put the wrong film. I can't. High school kids are what? That's question number insane. two. Which okay. is this a one star IMDb review of which film? Frankly, watching the mentally unstable characters bounce around the screen as an experience I can only compare to being repeatedly hit in the face with a sock full of sick. Frankly, watching the mentally unstable characters bounce around the screen was an experience I can only compare to repeatedly being hit in the face with a sock of sick. The mentally unstable. Hmm. Because this is like either they are actually mentally unstable, or this is an assessment this person has made. Like either <laughs> it's in it, the plot, but in the, like in the one-star IMDb review world, it could be either of those things. Is it Requiem for a Dream? Oh no! Uh, it's the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> I don't mean. 
I don't even understand the thought process that that's your takeaway. Like there are, I, I, can, I, I love the, I love the Grand Budapest Hotel, but I can understand people having issues with it, but not. <laughs> James, if you are ever bored, and also the listener, hey, anybody who's hearing this, if you're the ever bored listener. or dull or feeling a little bit low, just find a film that you love or that is critically acclaimed. And just look up a one-star review of IMD on IMDb of that film. Citizen Kane reviews on uh, on IMDb are insane because people are told that is the best film of all time, and then they watch it. And it's people who think that Star Wars is kids masturbating, and they get to their key- keyboards and they're like, I'm... "So um, that's a good time." Question number three. <laughs> Uh, what is this a one-star review of? The film has the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Its fundamental assumptions include battle scenes must last at least as long as it would take a five-year-old to read the corresponding passages backwards in Chinese. <laughs> battle scenes should last as long as... Any idea there? Uh, is this... Is this... He's really thinking... One of the Fast and Furious oeuvre. No. Although, if you haven't already, please watch Fast and the Furious 7. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. It was uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can understand that as a criticism better than talking about underage people masturbating. Yeah, this one was quite eloquent for a one-star review. Yeah, no, that's um, well done, mate. As long as it would take a five-year-old to read the corresponding passages backwards in Chinese. Not bad. Okay. There we go. Your last one. Hyenas are now hated for this stupid movie, and lions are not the kings of the beast. It just sucks. It's my least favourite movie of all time. If I was to choose between watching The Lion King and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I would choose Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I have no idea why people see in this movie. I would give it negative numbers if I could. Hyenas kill lions! I just hate it! Tigers are kings of the beast, not lions! What film could that be a review of? Either this is a one-star review of... The Lion King, or this is a five-star review of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> David, is it The Lion King? It's The Lion King, 1994. That's 100 points for you right there. Hooray. <laughs> I love 100 points. <laughs> is this enough? <laughs> Round three is called What Have I Scarred? James, are you a fan of ska music? Uh, yes. I, For my sins, I am. Ska music gets a reputation of being cringe. However, it's good. Yeah, I think it gets a reputation, a, a reputation for being cringe because of third wave American frat boy. Yeah. There's and American even some of that is fucking be... awesome. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw Rhoda Decker at... Um, the Toll Puddle Martyrs Festival. She was great. Nice. That's good. I was in a ska band called the Pirate Captains. We dressed as pirates and did ska covers of pop songs. Is that fourth wave ska? I, whatever wave it is. It's nowhere near the beginning of the numbers. David, I believe 
it was the specials that first wrote, why are you going to be so rude? <laughs> that is one of my least favourite songs of all time. It got played all <laughs> because... the time when I worked in a phone shop. And I just, the sentiment of, I asked your dad if I could marry you. And he said no. And I was like, how rude! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. Okay, I have scarred. I've turned something into scar music. You just have to tell me, what of a scarred? Scar number one. What of a scarred? Every now and then you like to remind us that you're a very proficient musician, David. And I would like to say thank you. <laughs> I had that stuck in my head before we started recording and I was nearly singing it to you. And I'm really glad I didn't. I managed to hold it until now. Would you like to hear it again? Yes, please. What of a scarred? Does it sound familiar? It does. Hold on. What? Mm. Is it an advert? It is not an advert. It's not an advert. No. One more time. David, what have you scarred? It's the Bill theme tune. You know what? Yeah. That is what the Bill theme two would sound like if it was Scott. Well done. I did it, yes. <laughs> you missed out there on a cool 50 points. This next one for 50 points. Number two, what of a scarred? What of a scarred? is all of you because we haven't filmed this yet james o'donoghue looks incredibly pensive david is it um is it the toilet duck jingle it's not but it does involve a bird one more time not the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, is it? <laughs> it's not that time that the cat and the bird started solving mysteries. No, it's uh, I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Of course it is. I like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Yes. Here we go. No afternoon chicken here. Number three, what of a scarred? <laughs> what of a scarred? 
Mr. Paul, my stand-up. No. Would you like another guess? Yes. <laughs> Let me hear the screams once more. Is it? Is it a, a? Is is it? Is it your wife? <laughs> no, it's not my wife. It was my niece by showing her Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Get him early. Get him early. We need season four. We need season four. The return returns. Uh, at the end of that round, you scored nothing. I'm so proud of both my sons, David and James, today on their joint bar mitzvah, where they join forces to become one man. What? Compilation episode of their podcast. You're wasting my time with this shit. Yeah. The last round is uh, not presented by me. I'm going to go now and leave you in the capable hands of the biggest fan of the podcast that we have. David, I'm off. And I'll see you in a minute. Okay, bye James. Hello, I'm Sir Keir Starmer. <laughs> Big fan. Love all your stuff. Especially the rounds in which someone needs to do a guessing game. I love guessing games. I think they're not only good fun, but they're also clean fun. Um, no one enjoys a good laugh more than me. Some of my favourite comedy programming, uh, some of my favourite comedy programming includes reruns of Lee Nelson's Well Good Show, The Shipping Forecast, and Daz adverts from the 90s. <laughs> David, I thought it would be fun to read you some of my self-insert fan fiction and you could guess what franchise I've inserted myself into by promising I would respect the mandate of the previous writer and yet delivering something entirely different. So, <laughs> join us as we play Here's Starmer with Sir Keir Starmer. Now, guessing correctly what franchise I'm talking about will get you three points for each correct answer, which I think is more than generous, especially considering the current economic output. David, what franchise am I in? Look, I welcome the Viceroy's moves to increase firepower on the front line, but I really wish he'd go further and look not only at occupying the underwater city, but also while occupying it, looking at reorganising the flow of credits to a much neglected outer rim system uh, through a series of one-off collections of weird plasma balls that you have to physically load into a big slingshot. <laughs> David, where is his Starmer? Where is his... Uh, Starmer, I think you have inserted yourself into... Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. David, that is indeed correct. You have three points. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good start. Look, no one said that this would be easy, uh, but I think you're doing a great job. No one could say, uh, looking at the last result, that this isn't an improvement. No one could say that. So, well done. I'm going to enter that into uh, one of my many spreadsheets that I keep open at all times. David, you now have 700... No, sorry. Silly, I mean, that was a classic Keir 
joke. You, of course, have 7,398.5 points. Well done. David. Yeah. Look, this is number two, okay? Look, Mr. Speaker, I'm very happy for the entire country to be more mobile. Moving is a good thing. Me and my wife enjoy moving so much that next year we're planning on to move we're planning to move into number ten. But the Prime Minister has failed to assess how much this move will cost in the interest of our rubber industry with respect for their remits for post Brexit recovery planning. David, what franchise am I suck here Starmer in today? <laughs> I fucking idea. I thought because you mentioned London that it could be mortal engines but I imagine it's not mortal engines so is it the film Rubber directed by Mr. Wazzo David I don't know what that film is I, I don't want to know what that film is it sounds ghastly um, I think that uh, films like that have no place in our democracy Uh of course, David, no, that was indeed uh, Mortal Engines. Was it? Uh, yeah! No, did I get it wrong? The, but... the, the, the film is about putting your country on a big truck. And I have plenty of Damn it, I said the right answer that. and then I got so it wrong. So, David, your own self-doubt got in your way. <laughs> um, look, we can't be doing that when it comes to the next election. <laughs> there can't be room for any doubt, you know. Things aren't going to go back the way they were. Damn it. David. <laughs> your final question for this round. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, so li listen up, okay? Sit up straight. Uh, listen, listen. And, uh, you know, I'm opposed to you and what you do. David, I will have Workington back for myself. He who controls the red wall controls the universe. And what Ed Miliband hasn't told you is that I will have control of someone who is very, very close to Jeremy Corbyn. This person, this traitor, will be more to us than 10,000 legions of Sarduakar. This is my desert. This is my strong labour values. This is my strong family values. <laughs> David... What have I inserted myself in today? Is it the animal-based fantasy franchise Red Wall? David, <laughs> I think you've, you've, you've thought too literally. <laughs> uh, look, you know, strategies, they need, they need to have a bit more, you know, lateral thinking. <laughs> or trilateral commissions. Okay, uh, I have no idea what was it. David, it was very clearly June. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've not seen look, I'm January through May, so I can't watch June. Look, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> no one could be said that I, I can't ever be said that I don't enjoy funny jokes. Uh, but I, I really think you should be focusing on winning. Uh, <laughs> there is a long road to go. He's gone. David's gone. He's back. Oh, sorry. No, he's gone. There he is. David, 
you can't disappear from your problems from the electorate. Okay, it just has no truck. Sorry, there was a technical issue there. We're back in business. Let me just double check that we're still yeah. recording. Good. Good God. And good. I don't know what happened there. Discord went a bit wild. Sorry, Sir Keir Starmer. Would you like to finish? Look. David. Look. <laughs> Look. Look over there. Look over there. And now, while he's distracted, I'm going to disappear. So, bye-bye, or as we say in the Labour Party, Bob Iger. <laughs> Bike, Sakir was... Summer. Where'd he go? That was fucked. <laughs> that was fucked, mate. That seemed better than some options, but not great overall. <laughs> he kept saying that he was going to do something really different, and I feel like he's done exactly... What would have happened anyway, but uh, with a, a different haircut. <laughs> You're listening to Satire on Is This Enough? Hello, I'm Is This Enough. Uh, <laughs> David, uh, did you have fun there with Sir Keir Starmer? It was slightly <laughs> better than it was before, but not enough. Turns out it wasn't enough because i don't know if you know this at home folks but uh i am a big communist and it's just me and nish and we sit in an italian prison cell writing manifestos or pacing up and down smoking cigarettes that we've made out of italian toilet paper Asking, what is to be done? <laughs> is this enough? Round seven is called, is this smaller or bigger than my nuts? Question number one, your nuts. Yes! <laughs> no, of course, that's a fake round. Uh, this round, round number seven, is called, take a sad song and make it sadder. Take a sad song and make it sadder. James, I would like you to make me a sad song using these words. Honk, baffle, sweet corn and crabs. You've got to include those four words in a short sad song. This is worth four million points. You will be judged Honk. on style, control, damage, and aggression. <laughs> sweet corn. Honk, baffle, sweet corn, and what? Crabs. Crabs. Please, could you sing me a sad song using those four words? Okay, David. Hold on to your nuts, which may or may not be bigger <laughs> than my nuts. Oh, the goose of sadness, you've honked your last as I swing into the sea. The smile on your face, it turns to disgrace as you baffle me. You did not enjoy my sweet corn fritters 
Now I can only play minus chords on guitars. Oh, how I love you, Babs. But I love is dead and being nibbled by crabs. Uh, Are you not entertained? I, uh, <laughs> I am so sad right now. Okay, let's judge that on style, control, damage, and aggression. Style, perfect. Nailed it straight away. No pausing, no altering. Fantastic. Control, you had me at every single word. You had me at every single syllable. So good. Damage, I feel damaged emotionally because of how sad that song was. And aggression is pretty good. I'm going to give you four million points, James O'Donoghue. Wow! Four million points. Jeez Louise. I hope I've got enough bread for these birds. <laughs> Hello, I'm the King of England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and all the territories. This next round is called Help, There's a Dick in My Ear. Here are some <laughs> quotes from famous Richards. You need to tell me what Richard this quote is from. There were 22 <laughs> points each, and I hope you enjoy your time. First one up for you, hot off the press. Ow, it's too hot. That's not the quote. Here's the quote. The quote is... Shush, Judy, I'm talking now. What Richard <laughs> said that? Was it Richard? What Maitland? Richard could have... <laughs> It was indeed, David. You've got yourself 22 points on that, you <sighs> silly Billy. <laughs> the original Alan Partridge, Richard Madeley. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Uh, Joe.com did a video which was Richard Madeley being Alan Partridge and that's made me ask what is their remit are they a political thing are they an entertainment thing what's going on here joe.com <laughs> keep on chugging bye bye keep it light uh, keep it light keep it coherent um david which dick is in your ear people have got to know whether their president is a crook well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. <laughs> Which Richard said that? Is it Richard Nixon? It was not Richard Tricky Dicky Nixon. It was actually Richard Madeley uh, when he <laughs> ran for class president and was found to be bugging the opposition. <laughs> the opposition being Judy. <laughs> the opposition being Judy. Oh. David. Yeah. What dick's in your ear here, boy? <laughs> Hello, I'm Richard Gear. Which Richard said that? What just hello? Hello, I'm Richard Gear. Who said what Richard would have said that? <laughs> was it Richard Madeley again? It was indeed Richard Madeley. <laughs> they called him he called himself Richard Gear during a drug dealing period in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> <laughs> known to be the source of many a fun afternoon at ITV Studios. <sighs> David, 
What which Richard said this. Plots have I laid, inductions dangerous, by drunken prophecies, libels and dreams, to set my brother Clarence and the king in deadly hate, the one against the other. <laughs> no, I'm trying Which to Richard work said that? If it was Richard III or Richard Maidley. I'm going Maidley! He's going Maidley? Oh, David... Of course not. That was, of course, <laughs> Richard III, as written by William Shakespeare. A bit of pro-Tudor uh, bloody propaganda, must be said. Uh, quite anti-Plantagenet, that bloke. But then again, that was the general popular view of history at that point. Who's to say if... King Richard III was a better or worse monarch than the others that he wrote more favourably about. Those opinions have been lost to history. May I just say that this quiz is bullshit, Karen? <laughs> David, who said this? You cannot kill me. I shall never die. I am the one true God. Fear me, for I have killed all hope. All hail the dark cosmos that I bring in my wake. Which Richard said that? <laughs> I'm trying to show a list of all the Richards I'm aware of that may have been quoted. So, but there's Dickie Bird, the um, cricket umpire. There's Richard E. Grant. There's also Richards A through D. Grant. Uh, That's very good. <laughs> there is Richard Attenborough. But I'm going with Richard Maidley. It was, of course. Richard Maidley. Round one is called General Knowledge. I'm going to ask you, what colour was TV presenter Noel Edmonds' beard whilst hosting these things? And you just have to tell me, what colour was his beard? It's for 40 points a question. Do you understand the quiz? Oh boy, do I ever. <laughs> Are you a fan of Noel Edmonds' endeavours? Um, I... Uh, had cousins that were addicted to Deal or No Deal for a while, and I consider that to be the most worrying thing about my family. <laughs> and let me tell you, there's a lot of mental health disorders in my family. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. considerable amount. Yeah. But fair oh enough. Boy. Uh, and you were like, no deal. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I have heard all sorts of weird things about Deal or No Deal. Very, very strange cult. Very, I'll tell you what, I've also place. heard. I've heard that Noel Edmonds is very litigious. It's like, best behaviours. Oh, is he? He's incredibly litigious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that the sound of you thinking of a new round? That's the sound of my arsehole closing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Anything said in the next few minutes is a parody on Minecraft. Question number one. What colour was Noel's beard on Noel's house party? Um, of course, uh, Noel's beard at that point was... Um, in his blobby era. In his bl in the, blobby in the era. blobbiest era. It would be a kind of very... A kind of strawberry blonde. Uh, young, invigorated, refreshed. Uh, maybe the odd seasoned prickle of grey in there. Just to be like, oh, he's young, but also he's experienced. He can t he can teach you a thing or two. You're David, wrong. am I 
Oh, was so wrong. That was his oh, grey silver era. That was the era where we were like, oh. Noel Edmonds has grey silver hair. You know, really? he wasn't he wasn't as young as he could have been because of the passage of time. But you know, uh, yeah, no, that was his uh, that was his silver that was his silver fox era. What are the points for this, David? Forty points a question. I've missed out on forty points. And you currently have none. Zero points. You have much like a monastery of one, none. Um. <laughs> Amen. Question number two: What color was Noel's beard on Deal or No Deal? Okay, this was a this was a heavy dye job, but he'd just gone slightly <laughs> too red. It was quite a kind of an auburn, um, rich dark, like a nutty brown ale. Mmm. Uh, correct. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And everyone went. Yes. He used to be silver in the face. And now he's nutty brown. I assume that's natural. So that's fun. Uh, question number three. What colour was Noel Edmonds' beard when he presented Top Gear? Did he present Top Gear? He presented Top Gear. Was this like pre-Clarkson? Or I was believe this... believe it was pre-Clarkson. I believe oh it was when God. the show started uh, in 1977. Oh, yeah, 1980s sort of era. Has so, it been going on for that long? Yes, and also it feels like it's been going on for that long. It feels um, endlessly repeated on Dave. Mm, 1979 to 1980 was when Noel Edmonds presented Top Gear. Oh my god! Hold on, so he starts presenting Top Gear and then Thatcher gets into office and begins to privatise the welfare state. Coincidence? <laughs> Kawinky dinks. What a kawinky dink. Claudia Winkly Dinklemans. <laughs> Hello, I'm Claudia Winkly Dinklemans. <laughs> what colour do you think his hair was in his Top Gear era? Um, right, I'm going to throw a curveball out. Did he maybe not have a beard, but just a, a big old bristly moustache? A decoy. A decoy. That wouldn't be in the spirit of this quiz, would it? Uh, I don't know, David. You tell me. No, you're wrong. He had like a kind of dark brown beard at that point. Possibly natural. Possibly not. You can never know with Noel Edmonds. Allegedly. Please don't <laughs> sue me. <sighs> well, you've missed out on 40 whole points there. Your final question. What colour was TV presenter Noel Edmonds' beard whilst he was hosting the deceased ghost of Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> um, hosting it like um, Bruce Forsyth now lives in, in him and uses him as a vessel. Yeah, like a conduit. Like a conduit. Like a um, conduit. Please don't sue me, Madonna. I hope we don't get sued today. Imagine getting sued by Madonna. And then Noel Edmonds. Jack and Meek has ever sued anyone. He's like, everybody's going to sue today, going to sue today, going to sue today. <laughs> I remember when Mika was a big thing. Mm. That, was a, that was an annoying summer. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah. So. Like the same, my same cousins that were really into Deal or No Deal were also really into Mika. And, Are you cousins uh, with Mika? <laughs> hang on a minute. My God! <laughs> Everybody's gonna ring the banker, gonna ring the banker, gonna ring the banker. 
My favourite um, thing about... Did you know who... Do you know who owns Deal or No Deal? Is it... Is it something bad like Hat Trick? It's Richard Osmond. All right, here's my hottest take. Yeah. I don't, don't like Richard Osmond. Don't get us sued. I, this is a matter of opinion, Fair. and I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah. Richard Osmond isn't funny, and someone needs to tell Richard Osmond that he isn't funny. <laughs> uh, okay, you can have that opinion. That's fine. I find it Richard right. Osmond's House of Games is one of the most painful things I've ever seen. Um, I know it wasn't filmed during COVID, but the audience is so sedate, it sounds like it was filmed during COVID. Is there an audience? There's either an audience, there's either a really quiet shit audience, or there's a very unprofessional cameraman who likes to have a little chuckle at the wry remarks. (laughs) So you think there's either one audience member who's like, ha ha, or there's somebody that works there who's like, hoo hoo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair. What colour was Noel Edmund's beard when he was hosting the ghost of deceased uh, person, Bruce Forsyth? Okay, so Bruce Forsyth, he died, Enfield's favourite son. He died, uh, what year, that was the day the music died. Um, (laughs) That was fairly recent. Uh, My brain confuses the day that, uh, that, uh, my brain confuses the day that Bruce Forsyth died a lot with when Prince Philip died, um, except people were genuinely sad about mm. one of them. Who's to say which one? Let's not get sued today. <laughs> Let's not get sued by Prince Philip. <laughs> I <What>? think... <laughs> I think his beard... Uh, his, his beard is probably either... It was either grey or entirely orange, like a naughty child had just been in a big old bag of Cheetos. A naughty child in a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, that favourite Fallout Boy song. Uh, You're wrong, of (laughs) course. (laughs) When he was possessed by the ghost of Brucey, his Bruce Bruce Forsyth. When he was possessed by the deceased ghost of Bruce Forsyth, his beard famously went maroon. At the end of that round, James, you have a cool forty points. That is cool. (laughs) I like crisp. You like cool. Hello, I'm Margaret Thatcher, but my friends call me. Just wanted to phone in to say no, I hate this show, and I think you're all a bunch of silly boys. Well, unfortunately, David, it, it, it isn't really over to me, uh, because here on the show, you listening it at home, yes, you, I can see you, I can always see you, stop that. <laughs> Uh, here on the show, me and David are a couple of loony, lefty, liberal guys with some crazy ideas about fairness. David lives in Bristol, which automatically makes him leader of the Green Party. <laughs> David, what's your fisheries policy? Say again, sorry? What's your fisheries policy, David? Uh, they have feelings. Excellent. Gets my vote. Meanwhile, every week, me and Nish Kumar, the most radical communist there is, meet up at Karl Marx's grave and we chant the ancient incantation from the Necronomicon Ex Mortis so that Karl raises his mottled skull from the fetid earth and tells us what is to be done. What shall we do, Karl? What is your bidding? Make Doctor a person of colour. 
he would say, or Trans Bob the Builder, <laughs> or there's a new fun marketing idea for a campaign for a multinational beer corporation that will appeal to a new market because that's what communism is. <laughs> so I thought, in the interest of balance, I would leave this round to uh, someone a little more right of centre, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, only one right winger responded uh, and uh, they are in fact uh, so uh, out of my comfort zone that I will now be leaving because I refuse to share a platform with this person I just booked. So David, without further ado, here is GB News presenter, conspiracy theorist and former UKIP, Brexit Party, Reclaim Party and South Bannet Big Boys Brigade parliamentary candidate Roger Pileup. <laughs> I'll leave you two to it. I can't fucking look at him. Um, hi, Roger. Hello, it's me, Roger Pileup. No, no, let me speak. <laughs> We've had quite enough woke drivel coming out of your mouths, David, with your double speak about things like wanking, uh, bleeps, and, of course, uh, stupid things like your weddings and joy. It's time that there was a bit of bloody balance and a bit of nuanced mainstream conservative thinking as a break from all this rabid left-wing stinking. Now, I thought it might be a bit of bloody education for the people listening, uh, who I can only imagine are all paid-up members of the Communist Party of the United Kingdom, Marxism-Leninism, if we were to play one of my games on my show on GB News. You've got to be Corb in it to Corb win it. <laughs> I'm going to list some things... Uh, I'm going to list some things and you tell me if they are controlled by a rabid far left mob of loony lefty sandal wearing, tree hugging, angles eating, sock fucking, Guatemalan pig farming, Miliband tickling, Starmer licking, oil stopping, milkshake throwing nitwits. All right? Good. Yeah. Now, before we start, let's all rise for the national anthem. David, I assume you have that lined up. Oh, uh,. I've only got the Green Party national anthem. This is worse than I thought. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, whacked off all the way through the coronation. You make me sick. Uh, I did what you were meant to for the coronation of the new king, which was a swift one in memory of dear Queen Liz, and then screamed, <laughs> "It's coming home!" until the neighbours called the police. <laughs> and speaking of, is the England football team controlled by the lefties? All of these uh, questions, of course are uh, equivalent to 1,066 points. Of course, 1066. The last time that England was great is England football team controlled by the communists. David, you've Damn gone. It. You've disappeared off into the void. I'm assuming that, that is you trying to de-platform me. I'm being silenced. I'm being cancelled here, folks. You heard it here first. <sighs> God, the Wi-Fi in this room is terrible. Really terrible. I mean, we really should have done something with the broadband infrastructure in this country. I, I, I don't... No, uh, ignore that. No, we shouldn't have... Uh, Wi-Fi's good. It's good in, in private hands, in, in a free market. We can't do anything. That would be uh, broadband communism. God, this character's rough on your throat. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Oh, there he is. Sorry. Well, look who's decided to come crawling back. Um. I know your game. You tried to cancel me. And now you've come <laughs> back to uh, to apologise. Well, David, I'll take no truck with that. 
Absolute technical difficulties there. I'm very, very sorry. Yes, of course, because all of your equipment is made in communist countries. That's true. I think all is all of yours is as well, though. So... No, <laughs> no, mine. Uh, clearly, entirely. Uh... Clearly, the England team are controlled by the left. Clearly. Yes, yes, of course, yes, David. That's why they keep losing. Look who won the Euros last time. It was the Italians. They love being right wing. We should be more like them, apart from hanging deposed fascists. We shouldn't do that. That's bad. Lampposts are woke. David, well done. You've just won yourself 1066 points. Uh, let me try and add that up. 1066. Yeah, that's good. Maths. There's a right and a wrong. And let me tell you, it's always right. David. Yeah. Is James Bond left wing now? Uh, is he? He's been rubbish for ages. So. <laughs> what does that tell you, eh? Probably that he's right wing because he's rubbish. Just rubbish right wing, I guess. Well, no, no David. Come on. <laughs> come on. David. Yeah? No. No? No, David. The left has taken over Bond to such an extent that do you know who the current Bond even is? I don't think anyone does. No, that's because there isn't one. James Bond is going to be uh, selected from uh, elected council of actors, all of which are militant members of the Performers Trade Union Equity. Shameful stuff. Oh, I see. Sorry. Sorry about that. So, yeah, you should be apologising, David, because when it comes to the next election, there's only one clear choice. What's that? Well, the party I'm going to make. <laughs> so, David, the final question for this round. Yeah. <laughs> is a bloody pint of Green King IPA woke now? Is it a, cr a lovely, crisp, nutty, frothy pint of Green King? I... Maybe Green King are centrists, and therefore they agree with both all, everyone and no one. Something that's both in favour of ecological uh, protections and also the monarchy, a green king. Yeah, well, I mean... Sounds like a chappy that's on the throne right now, I tell you. <laughs> he's going to say he's been an eco-warrior for a while, allegedly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go I'm centrist. Go centrist? Yeah. No, David. The bloody craven Corbynistas have even ruined a fine, pissy quaff of a gentleman. <laughs> These days, if you go into a Green King pub, you might see a trans person on your way there. It's all a conspiracy to ruin my day, David, because these people are everywhere, living their lives, keeping to themselves, having friends, paying taxes, trying to do their best to navigate a hostile health system. What's their game? I, if I, what, if I identified myself as a Rolls Royce, could I drink petrol? Could I? Could I drink petrol? Can I? Mustn't I? I'm going to do it, David. I'm going to do it right now to show you snowflakes how a real man deals with their convictions. <laughs> I reckon you think if I drink petrol, I'm not even going to bulk. Well, I, I've never bulked in my life, David. People have thrown things at me all my life. Divorce settlements, uh, 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 death certificates, uh, divorce settlements, beheading uh, orders, because I'm King Henry VIII. That's what they don't tell you. Okay, that's what the workerati at the Spectator Garden Party won't tell you. I'm King Henry VIII, okay? And I'm going to drink some bloody petrol for you right now. Dr lovely pint here full of bloody premium stuff. Good enough for cars, good enough for me. Because I, I identify as a car. So there we go. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh god, oh, it's awful. Was it unleaded or was oh, it diesel? I'm poisoned. I'm poisoned. <laughs> this is awful. Help. Oh, he's gone. Weird. Oh, David. Oh no, he's stuck. <laughs> As they uh, rush me off to a hospital, a private hospital, I might add. I have to say, this is really a poor show, even for the likes of you. Uh, but it just goes to show how out of touch the left are with people like me, me real bastions of the working man. <laughs> now, you'll have to excuse me. I'm off to an after-dinner speaker's gig at the Lord Queefington Society. <laughs> Bye-bye. Or as we say on the right, Bob Iger is ruining Disney with his woke agenda. I'm off. Or as we say on GB News, deplatformed. TTFN, which stands for Trick Trotsky fucking nastily. <laughs> oh, James, hi. You just missed a fucking awful time. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, David. Yeah. I was eavesdropping in Ooh. because I am a member of the KGB. Oh, nice. Cool. And I was That's just very left wing. I was just checking <laughs> you weren't saying anything about the party, David. Uh, as long, and you're all right. As long as Noel Evans isn't part of the KGB, then we're fine. What do you think the K stands for? No? Yeah. No. K silent. <laughs> Is Mr. Blobby an informant? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blobby, I feel like, is um uh like a kind of uh silent menacing figure that the Stasi would would have. <laughs> Who just kind of stands in the corner? Well, the, the, there's someone interrogating you, mm. going, um, "We're not so different, you and I." And Mr. Blobby just stands there, going, "Blobby, Blobby, Cricket? I hardly even knew it. Is this a cricket fielding position? This is for 100 points a question. James, oh, have you ever played cricket? Ah, uh, yes. When I was at school, very briefly, it was one of the three lessons we did in PE that wasn't football. Mm. Uh, have you ever watched cricket on uh, the television? No, because I would rather die. <laughs> How old were you in 2005? I was 11 for the most part. Okay, fair. My mum used to really like watching cricket on the telly when she was ironing. Uh, so I saw quite a lot of cricket and I got quite into it when it was on Channel 4. And then in 2005, the uh, England team won the Ashes for the first time in a billion years. And then they went, so many people watched that. Let's sell it to Sky. And then I never saw cricket again. And now I have no interest in it. Uh, however... Uh, I do have retained some information for it. I'm going to put that into this question. Do you know any cricket fielding positions? Up. Periscope. <laughs> so that's just a Pixar film. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you five <laughs> cricketing positions. You just have to tell me whether they are or aren't a cricketing position. 400 points each. Number one is straight a cricketing position on the field. I don't think that anyone who plays cricket is straight. <laughs> that was a homophobic joke David, I do think that was a cricketing supposition 
<laughs> Welcome to Two Friends Melting. Uh, correct, you are correct. That's 100 points for you and your face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. James. Yes. Number two is by a cricketing position. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What's happened here is uh, me and David work quite similarly. So David will, will do a grand plan for a joke, and that joke will come to me, and I'll go, here he is. Here he is. <laughs> and I'll do that joke. And uh, then the joke is said, and then David's mate crafted an entire round. But I... <laughs> Like a greedy Augustus gloop of comedy. Mm, that's what you I've are. Already fallen into the chocolatey lake. <laughs> we call of... it the AGG of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to be, uh, which one of the kids uh, from um, Charlie the Chocolate Factory would you like to be? Defo the gloopster. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being Mike TV, I think. I think travelling through um, TV signals would be cool. That's what you do for a living. Thank you very much. And then uh, at the end, he gets stretches out really big. So he goes really small, which would be interesting, like Ant-Man. And then he gets really big, like Ant-Man. Also, I've never seen Ant-Man. <laughs> That's about the long and short of it. Hey! The long let's, and short. Let's, let's, let's. Um, James is by a position on the cricketing field. Why not? I'm sorry, you're wrong. That is oh dear. you being a dingus. Uh, James, number three is silly mid-off a position on the cricketing field. Cricket is really, because it's because it's like quite an old sport, yeah. I think. You it could have any combination of words and it would be come down to like a Georgian drunk mm-hmm. office face on Laudanum. That's the round. <laughs> And that's the character round for later on. <laughs> Hello, boys! Hello, boys! <laughs> it's Lava Lamp McStiffy, a cricketing position. <laughs> yes, I, I think... Was it Silly Mid-Off? Silly Mid-Off, yeah. Silly Mid-Off is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a... Yes, it's, it's, it's everything to me. <laughs> Correct, that is another 100 points to you. My finest friend. James, number four, for 100 points, is deep backwards a cricketing position on the cricketing field? Is deep backwards? Deep backwards. Again, it's silly enough. <laughs> or is it a rapper from the Blazing Squad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Talking about cricket, that is. Deep backwards. <laughs> Deep backwards is uh, is indeed a cricket position. It's where you put the cricket bat right up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's another hundred points to you there. Number five, Whoa. James, is four fingers deep backwards. <laughs> Cricketing position. It is after the game <laughs> because they need to get their prostate checked quite mm. frequently. Yes. It's a high-stress environment. They're, they're balls getting on. flying everywhere. Balls flying and cups. Have you ever worn a cricketing cup? I have, yes. Yeah. Never in the game of cricket. <laughs> nah. I've, 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 I've worn one on a Shakespeare. 
which uh, which, I, which play of Shakespeare's was that? Uh, was that the was, one uh, where they finally used the spear? <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's <laughs> he's been threatening it <laughs> since Julius Caesar, <laughs> and he waits for like Cymbeline right at the end, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> to spear or not to spear." <laughs> That is my life's work. Is this a spear I see before me? Uh, <laughs> does this every fucking play. I don't understand what you're doing, Will. <laughs> the king is in the audience. And he's very excited to join in with the dance of the cuckolds. And he hates but, spears. And he hates spears, Will. <laughs> Now, listen. He hates Spears. He hates Britney Spears. He hates Spearmint. He hates the Pokemon Spearow. He, he, hate, he, hates, he hates John Pertwee's opening storyline from Doctor Who, a spearhead from space. <laughs> hates all of it. And here you are every fucking time. We are the King's Men Theatre Company, Will. The King's Men, that, that crown twat can get us closed down. <laughs> it says here, wherefore art thou spear? I tell you wherefore art should be, fucking nowhere in the script. Get it out. Well, well, what's this? What's this in the script? <laughs> Exit pursued by a bear holding a spear? <laughs> I don't fucking think so, Will. Don't I call don't him Spear so. Bottom, just call him Bottom, all right? Well, 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 <laughs> sat on stage. Get that off, you numpty. So, James, is Four Fingers Deep Backwards a uh, cricketing position? It, it isn't. It, it isn't a cricketing position. Correct! Surely That's not. another fine 100 points to you there, bringing your oh, total to 340 team. points. Ooh. Oh. Congratulations. 340. Don't blaze it. <laughs> Please don't blaze that. Please. <laughs> it's highly flammable. <laughs> is this enough? This is the cyber controller. Just phoning in to say, I don't think I'm the target audience for this show. But... I can appreciate that some work has gone into it. Keep up the good work, guys. There must be a target market for this somewhere. I'm going to leave you in someone else's hands. Uh, returning guest from a few episodes ago. It is Paul Review, the uh, psychic medium and legitimate businessman. <laughs> so I'm off. Come on in, Paul. Oh, that's a big coat. Just setting the scene so the audience can start to imagine what Paul Review looks like. It's a big coat. What Hi, happened Paul. to your upper lip, Paul? Uh-oh, he's been in a fight. I'm, I'm adding character. This is world building. <laughs> this is what they teach you at Langley when you join the FBI. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Bye, James. Hi, Paul. How's it going? 
Paul, you're not supposed to use the goggle joke. <laughs> is that your goggle joke to use, Paul? I don't think it is. Hello, Treacle. <laughs> it's me, Paul Review. Professional psychic medium, professional cockney, and professional legitimate businessman. I am gifted with the third eye, telepathy, and a rather large pair of knuckles. <laughs> In fact, I can tell what you're thinking right now, David. You're thinking, what an interesting and unconventionally handsome man. <laughs> or at least you should be thinking that if you know what's good for you. Mm. Now, David, I've been hearing the voices of the dead quite a lot this week. As well as, admittedly, the voices of the soon-to-be dead. <laughs> no, it is rough out there. Lock the doors. But I have been a busy boy. I've channelled the Queen for old King Charlie. I've channelled Churchill for the Prime Minister. I've even channelled Genghis Khan for Lee Anderson MP. He said, oh, he was a bit much. I said, I know Genghis. No, 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 we, we don't joke about politics. Do you know the thing that I've heard this week that's really stuck with me the most? What's that, Paul? It's... Oh, God, no, Paul, no. I've got kids. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Tightfist shouldn't have gone to the Rosers. Now, uh, because I've been in contact with the other side so much this week, uh, oh, there's a certain psychic gateway that remains open, meaning that I am freely channeling any spirit that wants to make contact. I was wondering if you could help me out, as it were. You scratch my back. I don't break your fingers. That's sort of deal. Now, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to let the spirits talk through me and you're going to see if you can deduce who they are. So sit tight, relax. Are you nervous? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm make, always nervous, yes. I make a lot of people nervous. <laughs> make a lot of people feel nerves, yeah. Make a lot of people feel cold iron as well. It's very nicely, boy. It'll all be over soon. So welcome as we play Paul Reviews Poltergeist. <laughs> I'm excited, Paul. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Oh, David, I'm nervous as well. <laughs> this character does a number on your throat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, let's join hands and open the psychic gateway big enough to fit your mum through it. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't joke about someone's mother. <laughs> Who wants to communicate? Um, well, of course, oh no. One thing that no one really understands is it was just talking nonsense, utter nonsense, <laughs> really. Uh, all the lyrics and things like that, they were just me sat on the toilet, high off my nut. <laughs> Who was that, David? <laughs> it was my kindred, David, uh, and uh, musician, nay, actor. Nay, internet enthusiast, David Bowie. 
David, was that you? It was indeed, Paul. Thanks very much for letting <laughs> me come out to the other side. And uh, before I go, I just want to say that uh, uh, Kanye's had nothing wrong. Oh, no, David! <laughs> Seems we got the thin white duke era of David, Bobby, when he was experimenting with being a neo-Nazi. <laughs> oh, dear me. I can feel that next spirit coming along. Before the next spirit comes along, how many points is this for? Oh, David, 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 David. Sorry to interrupt the the magic and the medium. You will be sorry in a second, son. This is 800 points each. Ooh. Oh, indeed, David. Eh. Eh. So I'm just inputting the points there. Thanks a lot of energy to do that. But it's you good see, to maintain a menace and a high level of admin. I mean, I'll be honest, I usually get the missus to keep the numbers for me. Problem with that is, of course, she's dead. <laughs> Won't be a problem for any other relationship, but because I'm a psychic medium, I don't hear the end of it. No, seriously, Shirley, it is good to see you again. <laughs> Can the next spirit make themselves known? Oh, the fuckers, Henry Kissinger is still alive. <laughs> Who on earth was that, Davy boy? You asked me that with your pretty pink lips. <laughs> Uh, thank you for noticing. I've made my lips extra pretty today. Uh, by not that shaving. Moisturizers working wonders. Yeah, thank you. Before each episode, I moisturize my face. Um, I'm gonna say that was Tricky Dicky Ricky Nixon. Well, was that you, Richard Millhouse Nixon? It <laughs> wasn't you. But I just wanna say. I love you, baby. <laughs> well, that's an odd thing for a former president to say, wasn't it? <laughs> Almost as if the voice actor who in this bit was going to say something, realised it was slightly derivative of Futurama and decided <laughs> to change tack halfway through saying it. Who's to say... <laughs> Who's there? Who's there to speak to David Hall? <laughs> oh, they ruined me in the edit, darling. It's meant to go to be or not to be. That is a question. Uh, so is, where are my shoes? Do we have any hobnobs in? And how many wanks is too many wanks on a family holiday? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who was that? Oh, I just channeled. Uh, oh, uh, was that the William Shakespeare? Was that the William Shakespeare? That is the question, right? <laughs> was that you, William? It was indeed, darling, and uh, I just want to come to say, um, uh, sweetheart, but um, lots of people are saying that uh, Succession is like the new Shakespeare. Uh, however, what I would say is no, it's not. 
because uh, I wrote mainly about kings and duchesses and, and people like that. And that's about businessmen, so it's not like me at all. Mm. Uh, uh, no one is wearing breeches, for instance. Uh, so <laughs> it's not like not like my work at all. Uh, I don't believe I ever wrote the word um, fuck. Well, I alluded to the word fuck and cunt as well. I know we should be saying that on the <laughs> podcast. However, it's just good to say that you know there are allusions to that word in my mm. work. Sure. Mm. Also, I just wanted to say that if I were making art today, it would be miming along to comedy sketches on TikTok. <laughs> Goodbye! Bye, William. Oh, blimey. Well, well, well. I'll tell you what, the other day I went into uh, one of his local pubs he used to frequent. They said, you've not seen William Shakespeare, have you? I said, no. And they said, good, he's <laughs> oh no! Made my feel, myself feel slightly sick with that one. It's pretty good. Who's there? I saw you supposed to. You've just got to go. <laughs> All right. We get a message. We get a message. We get a. Enjoy the jokes on the open mic circuit about Philip Schofield. <laughs> Who said that? Blimey. Oh, uh, uh, oh, um, I can't tell if it's a dead paedophile. Oh, he's a, oh, well. Or a dead edgy comic, is it? I, and I don't really want to probe that Venn diagram. So... Let's go with Bernard Manning. Was that you, Bernard Manning? No, it wasn't. It's me, Alistair Crowley. Noted <laughs> occultist and called the wickedest man in Britain. Hence me enjoying the most hack shit people could do right now. Such as joking about, I don't know, someone that's been done for... Not-adjacent activity with no regard for victim. Mm. Mm. Well, I guess that just goes to show. Shut the fuck up. Well, then. <laughs> well, then. Feel free to edit that one out. <laughs> and finally, one last one. Oh, this one's a dark energy. <laughs> This one is particularly evil indeed. Oh dear. The plan proceeds apace. Today the podcasting charts. Tomorrow I will destabilise another region of the globe. This is only the beginning. I will prepare. I will grow stronger. And when the time is right, I will emerge and take my rightful place as the supreme power of the universe! Uh, wow, that was powerful. Um, Blimey. Is that another one of my Dave-adjacent friends? Bobby Davros? <laughs> I don't know that that was Bobby Davros. Was, was, it, Davros? was it Davros? Was it Davros? Was it Davros? 
David, unfortunately, that wasn't Davros. I can't give you that point. That was, of course, Alistair Campbell. <laughs> so, David, at the end of that round, you find yourself. Very uh, uh, astute with the uh, adverb. I am at the end of that round. You are on 5,306. Ooh. And that Ponce James, he's only on far less than that. He's not. He's won by an astronomical amount. Uh, as he? Oh, blimey. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for uh, summoning the dead for us today. Well, David, as, the, as they say on the other side, mm-hmm. Bob Iger <laughs> is our conduit, and soon the dark satanic empire of Disney PLC will ring forth the new age of Satan himself. So enjoy that. I'm off down the bookies. It's lovely to see you. I've got to ask some questions about some dead horses that were in the word. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Paul. Oh, hi, James. uh, My throat hurts for unrelated reasons. (laughs) I've got tear gassed again. listen to podcast today if you enjoy what you're here please make sure you give this podcast a like on whichever um podcasting app you're listening to us on if you can give us a review as well please do we'd love to hear from you make sure it's fucking well positive please follow us at is this enough pod on facebook instagram uh, twitter and tiktok and please send in your scores and your answers to the audience round to is this enough podcasting at gmail.com James, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at is that James O on Insta and Twitter, uh, and you can find me on Let the James Begin on TikTok. Mm. I am on the internet in most places as David Hoare, LOL, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, and Twitch. I stream Mondays to Fridays from 10.30am. You can also find me on YouTube, and you can find my albums on music streaming platforms under the name David Hoare. Unless you'd like to listen to my instrumental albums and they're under branching audio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Is This Enough? James, do you think this was enough? David, I think, in certain respects, it was almost too much. (laughs) Uh, Same. Uh, It's Bob Iger from me. And it's Bob Iger from Ronnie Barker. Bob Iger! (laughs) Bob Iger! David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing 
on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.